Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The most important question I think you'd agree is you went to both Ohio State and Michigan. Yes. So where do your allegiances lie? I am a Buckeye. (laughs) You know that I'm a Wolverine through and through, don't you? That's Dr. Leanne McDougal. He's a Buckeyes fan, which I'm not going to hold against him. He's a professor of family medicine and the chief diversity officer at The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center. He's also the president of the National Medical Association. That's the country's oldest and largest professional association representing African-American physicians and their patients. Dr. McDougall's work is focused on eliminating racial disparities in healthcare. At a time when black Americans are disproportionately getting sick and dying from COVID-19, Dr. McDougall's work has never been more important. Surveys suggest black Americans are also more hesitant to get the vaccine than other racial and ethnic groups in the country. That's not a surprise. The hesitancy goes back to centuries of mistreatment by doctors and a general distrust of the U.S. healthcare system. As you probably know, one of the most infamous studies that contribute to this hesitancy is the once secret study of black men in Tuskegee, Alabama. 600 black men were used for medical research and then they were told that they would be treated for, quote, bad blood. More than half were left untreated for syphilis so researchers could track the disease's progress. Again, there was a treatment for syphilis The men were denied that treatment simply for the reason that researchers could track the disease's progress. And that study went on for 40 years. Another dark example took place in the 1950s. A doctor at Johns Hopkins Hospital used cancerous cervical tumor cells from Henrietta Lacks for research. She was an African-American mother of five, and her cells eventually led to breakthrough treatments and vaccines. Scientists continue to use her cell line to this day, including in COVID-19 research. It is called the HeLa cell line for Henrietta Lacks. But Henrietta Lacks, who died in 1951, never even knew that her cells were taken. She never gave consent to have her cells used in research, which was not against protocol at the time. I asked Dr. McDougall about this awful complicated history about vaccine equity and the ways the past can shine some light on the challenges of reaching African-Americans with the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. How has this past year been for you? It has been challenging with the overlap of COVID-19, the overlap of George Floyd, the overlap of just the health deficits, the death, economic turmoil. They've 
formed a confluence of events that have really made things challenging. I do want to ask about the National Medical Association. People are very familiar with the American Medical Association, the AMA. The National Medical Association has been around since 1895. Tell me about its history and what its purpose is, especially nowadays. Early on, the American Medical Association did not permit Black doctors to join. Many privileges were associated with being a member of the AMA. Hospital privileges, specialty training. In 1963, there were only 5,000 Black doctors as compared to 227,000 other doctors in the total. So we've been on the forefront of providing care for people in Black communities. We serve as a resource for Black physicians, and uh, we are on the front line in regards to combating COVID-19 and its disparate effects. When you looked at the Immunization Practices Committee recommendations, this is called ACIP. They're an advisory committee to the CDC. And they basically put out the vaccination list of who they thought should be vaccinated first. It was based uh, on healthcare workers and people of advanced age, people with pre existing conditions, and so forth. We know the influence of race and just how disproportionate the impact has been, the disease burden has been on people of color. Should that be a consideration then when thinking about the best immunization practices protocols, like who should be ahead in line? Equity should be built into any formula that's developed to determine who is going to be immunized. And it's going to take a drill down on local communities and a real partnership with the federal government. So If you have, and we do, have populations that are dying nearly three times the rate or more than the European-American population, that needs to be considered. Is it safe to say, though, that the hesitancy among Black Americans is higher than other demographics in the country? Do you know? Based on the data and the surveys I've seen, that is true. And making it more important for organizations such as the National Medical Association speaking to this issue and this time and building coalitions with the Black churches, the Black media, the Black professional organizations, Black fraternities and sororities. It's bewildering to me, and and I imagine for you as well, because you think here we have something that could be protective. That's what we want, and you're at higher risk. And here's something that's protective. How could you be both at higher risk and unwilling to take something that would protect you? Part of the answer is institutionalized racism and the slave health deficit. So it's a legacy of this country. And 2020 has put that so much in focus. Why do you think African-American patients who are wary concerned about these COVID-19 vaccines. Call it hesitancy. There's different terms people apply to it, but what do you think is really driving this? History is important, especially as it pertains to vaccine hesitancy. I think the important aspect of both Tuskegee and Henrietta Lacks is that there was 
a lack of forthrightness and lack of transparency, and that impacted those involved. There is this history. That history of racism, that history of implicit bias still exists today. I mean, obviously people remember this. Is this something that your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, is it always going to be part of the legacy? Or do you think we can get to a point where we can objectively eliminate racial disparities when it comes to health care and, and, and rid ourselves of this awful legacy? It's going to take a great and robust investment in the Black community, ranging from institutions of higher education, affordable housing, employment and entrepreneurship opportunities, small business loans. The NIH's uh, COVID-19 Prevention Network is, con- is uh, conducting these late-stage clinical trials now on vaccines to prevent COVID-19. And th- this is an important point to prevent COVID-19, prevent the disease COVID-19. That's what these vaccines do. You signed up to be a clinical participant with the network. Yes, I sure did. <laughs> Talk me through that. What was your thinking? I'm going to walk the talk. And that's what we do as National Medical Association members. You have any hesitation yourself about taking the vaccine? No, none. I took the vaccine. And when you say you have absolutely no hesitancy, how did you arrive at that point? It is a brand new vaccine. I know that I'm on a task force that I appointed with top experts in the nation about vaccines. And we have supported emergency use authorization. So that gives me confidence. And it's a two-way conversation, Dr. Gupta. It's not a, I'm the doctor, this is what I said, and follow what I say. It's a conversation, and it's not doctor-driven. That's very important. Well, doctor, thank you very much. I hope to talk again. I'm going to throw a go blue in there just for your own benefit and uh, (laughs) hope that you'll still come back and visit sometime. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, I will. Thank you so much. Longstanding health disparities, access to care issues, deep mistrust. All of it continues to exist within the U.S. healthcare system for black Americans. And that history has profoundly impacted their health today. As the pandemic continues to ravage the country, doctors and other trusted members of the black community need to be patient, yet persistent, with those who have doubts about the vaccines. They need to be transparent about the data, which shows that authorized COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Changing people's minds about the vaccine means giving them reasons to trust the healthcare system. And a single action won't solve this. But as the NIH's Kazmikia Corbett told me, trust has to be rebuilt in a brick-by-brick fashion. We have to learn from past mistakes, and if we don't, we are doomed to repeat them. If you have questions, you can record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them in our next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.